1: The world blows up. What
0: is the redundant phrase that absolutely drives you up a wall? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation, uh, and we are here. That's us, me, Colleen, and Holly. Yeah, we're here. We're just doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question we're asking you is, what is the redundant phrase that absolutely drives you up a wall? 651-641-1071. I saw this list, kind of a listicle, of... um. Okay, this is actually the premise that they're going with, but I twisted it around because I didn't quite understand where they were going with it. It's It basically says, avoid, these are 24 overused words and phrases that make you sound pretentious, according to grammar experts. And as I combed through them, I realized the reason that so many of them are frustrating to grammar experts is because they are uh, redundant phrases. Um, things like saying, uh, 3 a.m. in the morning. You don't have to say in the morning because 3 a.m. indicates that it is morning. Yeah. For example,
1: uh, actual
0: fact would be another one Um, because if it is a fact, it is is actually a fact, right? Yeah. So what are the redundant phrases that drive you up a wall? Let's go to the phones, by the way, 651-641-1071 if you want to get in on the conversation. Dawn is on the line. Hello, Dawn. Dawn, what is the redundant phrase that drives you bonkers? Uh, now now mine sounds stupid because it has nothing to do with what you just that's said. That's okay. We'll take it anyway. But Who that's cares? Because okay. I thought of another one that oh, good. does fit what you're saying. Well, first of all, literally was the word I was going <laughs> to say. I can't, that drives me nuts. Anyway, but
1: I while you were explaining what you really wanted, how about also two? Oh, when thank he, you. When people say, oh, I have that also too. Right. Because also
0: and two are the, the same. same thing. Deep. T-O-O. I love it, Don. You're so right. Thank you for your call. Um, and, you know, some of these things, these are the, the thing that's interesting about this is there are some of these phrases that have kind of made their way into um, the cultural lexicon. And so you say them not even realizing you're saying them and some of them bother you and some of them maybe don't bother you very much. But we all we all say them, whether you know it or not. Everybody probably has some sort of redundant phrase that they say.
1: Oh, yeah. I was very aware of the fact that at some points when I'm giving the weather, I would say overnight tonight. Yes. And it was like, well, why am I saying that? That That needs I need to weed that out (laughs) because that means I'm not thinking about it. Right. But it's like, well, yeah, overnight and tonight are the same same thing. thing. So either pick overnight or pick tonight. That's a
0: good one. You get a choice. That, choices. <laughs> Let's go to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Sandy, what's the redundant phrase that absolutely drives you bonkers? <laughs> well, just like your last caller, um, this isn't really a phrase. It's a word I hear, and it's just, I think it's used incorrectly when people say regardless uh, when the word is regardless. Yes. And um, yeah, and then there's one more, um, when people say unravel, when the word should be rabble. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so Sandy. I'm not really. Re- yeah. To that end, let me try this one out on you. Have you okay. ever heard somebody say "unthaw"
1: when they mean "thaw"?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and it drives You're me at, yep. crazy. Yep, 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 yep. So they, it's a redundant word, not really a redundant phrase. It works for me. I'll take it. Thank you, Sandy. That's one that I've heard people say that you know I've got to unthaw some chicken breasts for dinner and I'm like sure. so you're putting them in the freezer mm-hmm. that's interesting okay yeah yeah uh, for I'm gonna give a couple more examples of these redundant phrases that um that uh that drive grammar experts nuts like most unique oh mm-hmm. because unique means unlike anything else so there's no gradation in uniqueness it's either unique. Or it's, or it's not unique, regular, regular, but it's or, not more unique than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's just unique or not. It's yeah. a 50 50. It's just one or the other. That's how it is. Let's go to Annie. Annie's on the line. Hi, Annie. Annie, what is the redundant phrase that absolutely drives you, drives you bonkers?
1: Okay. So here, the li- literally, I agree with the first caller. I don't like the use of literally. Unless
0: it's actually the proper use of it.
1: The truth, yeah. And that it's become everyday usage in our language, and it's accepted as, you know, it's incorrect. Um, Drives me up the wall. (laughs) Not
0: literally. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're telling me, Annie, is that you're not actually driving
1: up a wall
0: true thank you (laughs) thanks for your call annie have a good day uh here's another another uh redundant phrase that grammar experts get really upset about combine together or join together in essence the word combine means bringing two or more things together so you don't need to say combine together you can just say combined. combined yeah Or put together, that's fine if you want two words. Yes. But
1: but brevity sometimes is a friend. Save time by a brief.
0: (laughs) Let's go to Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Chrissy, what is the redundant phrase that drives you bonkers? Hi, it is a PIN number. Oh, because PIN means personal identification number.
1: Number, yes. Drives me absolutely bonkers. I cannot. I cannot stop myself from correcting people too
0: (laughs) okay Chrissy that is so funny because my my version of that very similarly is or similar I should say is when you when you're watching television and sports are on and you see MLB baseball and I think it's it's major league (laughs) baseball baseball or VIN number is another version of that too Yes, Chrissy, thank you for your call. Thank you. Thank you. Um, One more from this listicle of uh, of of redundant phrases that drive grammar experts crazy. Exact same. Again, there's no gradation of similarity. So it's either the same or it's not the same. Exact same is redundant. Let's let Kathy have the last word. Hi, Kathy. What's the redundant phrase that drives you bonkers? Uh, when sometimes you know you do those um, online surveys from retailers, yeah. and they will ask if you were satisfied or highly satisfied, and that drives me crazy because obviously if you're satisfied, you can't be any more satisfied. <laughs> and I will often say satisfied, and then I will define it in the answer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Kathy, Ah, I love it. Stick
1: it to them. Yeah. uh, Just a (gasps) sprinkle of light trolling to go along with your survey.
0: Why not? Who doesn't love that? Especially if they're anonymous surveys. You feel very, you know, liberated by Mm. really letting it all out. Yeah, just do it sometimes. (sighs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we have Bennifer Whiplash. And uh, you probably do, too. You might not realize it, but we'll tell you what's going on. And why it's uh, just a lot. It's a lot for us to take. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk
1: 1071. Well, we've got
0: Benefer Whiplash, and we think you probably do too. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly and I are here with you. And um, we love a publication ship. And uh, one of the publicationships we follow very closely recently is Benefer.
1: Yes, Benefer 2.0. Oh, some are calling this the Publationship of the Summer. P.O.S. Yeah. Now, you know, whether you like it or
0: not, if you are a listener to the Colleen and Bradley show, we have enrolled you in Publationship University, P.U. Mm-hmm. Smell it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we've got to talk about Beneford 2.0, Colleen, because I don't know if this Publationship knows what it wants to be and mm. it's very conflicted and we've done a complete 180 on this publication ship in the terms of the public narrative that is being fed to us by the PR team of J. Lo and Ben Affleck so at the beginning of this publication ship it was like oh my gosh can you believe it these two are back together they're hot they're horny and they have rented out a special sex mansion in Miami so that we can look at them on the balcony Yay! And I, oh uh, I
0: want this yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not toxic.
1: No, it's not toxic. Yeah. It was horny. Mm-hmm. Horny. Th- horny. So they were leaning into this, that it was like these two former flames. They
0: just cannot keep their hands off each other. They, yes. They are so sexy. They're getting all sexy and they, sexy.
1: Yeah. And they're having secret trysts mm. in Los Angeles. And Ben Affleck is driving away with a thousand-yard existential stare. It doesn't matter, though, because they're horny They're together. horny. They got each other. She's doing y- Yoga uh, By the pool,
0: he's up on the balcony smoking in between their sessions. Exactly. Well, now,
1: okay, so that has gone completely by the wayside, Colleen. And now it's all about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck blended family. Mm. They are trying to make this a thing. They are trying to make fetch happen.
0: Well, we saw this sort of the transition to this or the uh, they floated it out there when they went to Universal Studios with Max and Emmy, her children. And. And his son, his nine-year-old son, who I think is Samuel, maybe? Did mm-hmm. I make that up? Anyway, um, we know that they were floating that narrative out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now we've fully arrived. Oh, we have fully arrived. Now, interesting, I might be having a hallucinogenic moment, calling. Oh, fun! it seems... That TMZ mm. perhaps has changed some of the copy in this story. It happens. It happens. That Ben and Jed trade Hollywood for the Hamptons. Well, one of the comments, and I wrote this down. So I feel like it, TMZ. One, has, at one point it existed. At one point it existed. Now I'm feeling like it totally, I'm going with my own intuition. Do I'm it. not going to be gaslit by TMZ from them changing the copy. Mm-hmm. They were framing Ben Affleck that he was totally in stepdad mode. Ooh. They used the phrase stepdad. Now, they have gotten rid of that phrase since the time I found this article in the morning and the time that I'm looking at it right now. I would
0: actually like to go deep in the shallow on that. Yeah.
1: Oh, here? No. Okay. It's in there? Okay. Here it is. All right.
0: Okay. Well, I actually actually thought there would be an interesting conversation around if they removed it, but we don't need to go there. Well,
1: that has happened in the past. TMZ, Page Six, others are mm, they frequent changing their copy of the story mm-hmm. to serve a particular narrative? But this is what TMZ says: quote, in addition to driving Ms. Lopez, B. A. Ben Affleck look very comfy in potential future stepdad mode, as no. the couple took Jen's daughter Emmy out for a shopping excursion. Okay.
0: So they were like all hot and horny two weeks ago. Yeah. And now he's settling into stepdad mode. Potential future stepdad step Potential dad future mode. stepdad mode. So that, the you're right, that's a shift in the narrative. Before it was like, no kids anywhere. Uh, the world is their oyster. The mansion is their oyster. You know, they can do whatever they want. It's just them yeah. having like a sexy, hot
1: reunion. Yeah, and we were totally here for that.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, and, and now we're like, now we have to deal with potential future stepdad moment.
1: Yeah. And it's also fast. Yeah. Because it is one thing. All right, sure. Hot and heavy and horny can turn into potential future stepdad mode. I right. mean that that is that is the trajectory of many uh, a relationship. That's life. But that this has only been 2 months maybe? No, this is How like li- in the space of a matter of weeks. In a matter of
0: weeks? Right. And this and here's the thing, I can hear the voices of people saying, "Okay, you guys are overthinking this, you know." No, that's it's what we do. It's not their fault. That's what we do. But that's you what, guys. what we do. But you know, to say, you know, uh this is the tabloids that are driving this narrative, well, it's not really though. Because The choices that Ben and Jennifer are making about where they are and where they are seen are very much being driven by them. Yeah. And so the choices to be out and about with the kids are very much driven by those two and the choices that they're making.
1: You make a choice to bring your children to Universal Studios. Yeah. And then have opportunities for professional photographers to be following you in Universal Studios. Absolutely.
0: Especially because, okay, I do want to say this because I don't know. I didn't realize this. I am naive and silly in this way. Um, But I didn't realize this until fairly recently. When celebrities go to big parks like this... Mm -hmm. They're not like when the Lindstroms, you know, take the family on the road and head over to Disney World and we have to stand in line. And Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, to the gym to work out
1: pretty sure that's j-lo and
0: p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel do all of the you know the, that it's, the, it's not like that for them Oh no they get the full vip experience a full vi- they have an entire team that is there to walk through the park with them to create sort of a barrier around them. Imagine seeing that coming at you. Mm-hmm. Also, they don't have to stand in lines. They have like special back entrances to get on the rides. This is part, and I think they do pay for that. I mean, it, there is a fee for that. Mm-hmm. But of course, celebrities are going to pay that. Oh, yeah. But again, there are ways to get through the park without being seen or photographed. Yeah. Because, because celebrities do it all the time. Yes, of course they do it all the time. Right. They, so this is so what I'm saying is they're pushing this narrative.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're pushing this narrative. So Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez have done a, a 180 in the way that they want to be perceived from hot and horny mm-hmm. to family time. But it's the exact opposite with Alex Rodriguez. So, so, so like, at the beginning,
0: Alex Rodriguez was like forlorn, yes, feeling like he was missing a piece of his life, Sad eating at a table with oh. empty, empty place settings because yeah. she was gone.
1: Three empty place settings, not only for Jennifer Lopez, but for the two kids too. Mom, Where mom. did they go? Oh We're gosh. just waiting for dinner for you. Well, forget that. Yeah. Because now Alex Rodriguez's publicity team is totally moving Alex Rodriguez into the hot and horny space because the headline on page six this afternoon is Alex Rodriguez chills with Jay-Z while surrounded by bevy of beauties. Okay. I mean, it makes yep. it sound so like, now he's like he's like having yeah. a
0: bachelor moment.
1: So he's totally having a bachelor yeah, moment. So he's so, kicking
0: it with Jay-Z and the ladies are just all over just loving their Alex Rodriguez. Oh, yeah.
1: So the story is Alex Rodriguez arrived via helicopter at a Philadelphia 76ers co-owner house, Michael Rubin, and his, or his $50 million mansion. So obviously a spy yeah tells page six that Alex Rodriguez was surrounded a literal bevy of beauties trying to get to Alex so it wasn't even like oh there are hot people at this party hot women were trying to get all over Alex Rodriguez because he is a player he Mm -hmm. is hot he is horny he's available
0: and he's ready to get out there Yeah, because
1: now there are four empty seats at that dinner table wow this
0: is so fascinating I don't quite know what to do with it I don't Either. right I mean I <laughs> guess I uh, the one I understand more well okay here's I'm gonna just do a quick analysis of the story like the, the piece with with a rod it's like they're getting us ready for another relationship with him okay fine the thing with Ben and Jen I think they really want us to think that this is real and very serious and that's why they're bringing the kids into it. Mm. Good analysis. Good analysis. But I still have whiplash. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to give you whiplash with some stories about some celebrities behaving badly. I guess that's what they do. We call them D-bags. We're going to tell you about them after this. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley. Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is douchebag. And we're going to tell you about them. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
1: Is this show that's going to be on Peacock? Okay, I re- we got to talk. We got to really yeah, talk yeah, through we, this. We got we got to have a moment.
0: I I have secondhand (laughs) embarrassment about this already.
1: I know. So please enjoy. And there's so much secondhand embarrassment about this. All right. So Peacock has ordered a reality dating series. That's fine. Sure. But this show. Those are hot. Yeah. Those are hot. People like them. So Peacock is given what the people want. But this series is inspired by Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Mm. This is a series titled Pride and Prejudice, An Experiment in Romance. Now, this is an original format, according to Peacock, that is going to see a, quote, heroine looking for her, quote, duke. Mm -mm. Now, let me describe for you, Colleen, how this dating series, Pride and Prejudice, an experiment in romance, is going to unfold before our eyes. Transported to a Regency-style England, a group of eligible hopeful suitors (laughs) will have to win the heart of the heroine and her court. Housed in a castle on the countryside, the heroine and suitors will experience that with which dreams are made of. Okay, this is seriously dating cosplay. Ah. Mm, Okay, so from carriage rides to boat rides on the lake to archery and handwritten letters to communicate, they will immerse themselves in a time-traveling quest for love, and in the end, the heroine and her suitors will discover if the ultimate romantic experience will find them true love. That's nasty.
0: and then, and then, and then, when we're done with this charade... They'll go back out into the real world and figure out that it was all just a fantasy.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're all just a fantasy. Now, Colleen, you said, and you pointed out accurately, Mm -hmm. this is cosplay. Fully. This is fully cosplay. It
0: reminds me of, and I'm going to get it wrong, and you might remember what, there used to be um, a reality show, actually on PBS. Um, Yeah. And it was like a time-specific, hold on, it was called Frontier House, Mm -hmm. where it was a six-part hands-on history series, where three modern-day families went back in time and lived like they were 1880 homesteading pioneers in Montana. Mm -hmm. And that was like a reality cosplay series. Yeah. This is like a reality cosplay dating series. And I don't want it. And it's not PBS, so it's not going to be, you know what I mean? Like the PBS,
1: you're not going to learn anything from it. Yeah, you're not going to take an actual deep dive into history of the Regency era in England and what it actually meant. You're taking all of these cosplay elements and you're going to get dressed up and you're going to write letters and you're going to do all these things that you think people did back in the day based off of a fictionalized version of what people did back in the day as presented by Jane Austen. Oh my gosh. But you're not going to act. Actually look at what was happening and I say particularly with women back in the day because, totally okay th- like, so say it. <laughs> I just want to point out the fact that in the Regency era of England women really didn't have any rights to speak of they didn't even have the right to divorce until 1857 to have a secular divorce right right so the fact that we're romanticizing a period of time with women dating men when women didn't have jack crap to their name, right? That really just chaps my. Well, mind. I get it. You know, listen, I understand.
0: So uh, here is what I understand: is that yeah. there are real life Jane Austen fans. I have to be. I have to confess, and I am not proud of this. I've never read a Jane Austen novel. You know, I try. Ever. I tried, and you couldn't do it for I, that reason. Well,
1: and it's one of those things. I suppose that that was one of my beefs against personal enjoyment of that kind of literature. It's that. The tension in those books are based off of societal circumstances that don't exist anymore and that, quite frankly, I personally have a beef with. It's why, you know, reading a Henry James novel, The Portrait of a Lady, well, that is built around a land where women didn't have access to capital. They didn't have access to rights. I mean, let us not forget that women couldn't even get their own credit cards car loans in their own names until the 1970s without a male co-signer in there no
0: it is actually i mean you bring up a good point there is something to the over romanticization of history yeah in such a way that wipes the reality of the history away right um that doesn't do us any favors exactly right yeah and this is in that vein
1: well it's in that vein and it, it's you know it's one thing if you want to Call it like it is like we're getting dressed up and we're going to do these role playing things. Yeah. But that they're contextualizing it in a way that this woman is going to find her suitors. I mean, we don't have time, Colleen, but that's one of my big beefs against the Bachelor franchise. Well, yeah, I mean that it's framing the fact that, you know, that this kind of relationship is the end goal like, right. a, like a like a proposal of sorts. I mean, don't even. I'm not going to get started because no. I, you know what? We don't have time. We just don't have time for that. We don't have time, but it does neglect the fact that. Okay, so we can pick and choose things, and then why even bother? I don't,
0: Just you know, I'm not gonna, a, I also I want to say this because I think this is important. So I at first I brought up Frontier House, yes, uh, which was a PBS show a reality show where um it was like a it was a i don't even know like a a mini series whatever it was like six episodes Mm -hmm. they took three families plopped them in the middle of rural montana but they uh they cosplayed that it was the 1880s late 1800s the thing that pbs did that this won't do is what PBS was actually I think trying to show was the reality of the difficulty of that time. Yes. Right like not yes. ro- in fact actually the opposite of what this is trying to do and like not romanticizing history, instead showing really the progress we've made by by reflecting on where we were and how hard the lives of our ancestors were.
1: Well, in that aspect of history, the day in, day out Minutia, yeah, the repetition, the grind, the grind, the yeah. everyday grind of what people actually had to go through. Right. Because our relationship to the grind might be only through pieces of literature, right. or you know, other artifacts that didn't give context in the way that television uniquely can, right. And what we're going to do now is have a disnification
0: of history, a romantical disnification. Mm-hmm. Those are real words. Mm-hmm. Look them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this reality dating show in the Regency era. No, thank you. Mm. Who's your D-bag, Colleen? Thanks for asking. Um, It's this article in Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. That is one of these. Thank you. <laughs> Bing bong. The whole entire article is about, here's the headline, Katie Holmes shows off her amazing flexibility as she bends totally backwards at a photo shoot. I'm like, what? Oh wow! So she's a gymnast
1: too. <laughs> well, I mean, like here's
0: the thing: I am not surprised by this. Um, I think Katie Holmes is a former dancer. She is a flexible gal. I'm sure she partakes in yoga and other stretchy things. She's literally doing a back bend with her leg up in the air, and she—I she, mean, she's flexible. She looks gorgeous. I don't really know why this necessitated an entire article in Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. Um, but I will give props to David Alexander Flynn, the photographer, and uh you know, I actually was gonna say I thought the designers were named, but no just the just the uh photographer was named in this article, so good attention for that person, but then I like to scroll down into the article, right because we can't have a full five paragraphs about her back bend, sure, can we we can't mm, no. The post comes just weeks after Jennifer Lopez's ex-fiancé Alex Rodriguez was spotted exiting Katie's apartment building.
1: Uh, oh no. Are oh we done no. with this yet? No, apparently not. Okay. <laughs> apparently Everybody, not. hi. Hi. Celebrities. Alex Rodriguez was at
0: the at the apartment building that she lives in. He was not in her bedroom. He was not taking her out on a date. They might not have even seen each other.
1: They probably didn't even know that it was happening. She probably wasn't even home. Like how did these get to be headlines? People live in apartment buildings in New York City Newsflash! and sometimes you don't even know your neighbors. It's so funny. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I do want you to know Emilio Vitolo Jr. did comment on this. He's very impressed by her flexibility. Oh, so
1: he's doing the same thing too. He's creeping into the comments. Which oh, I, I actually it. he is you know what his comment is? What? His comment is Yes. Okay. So I don't know if he's like birth control brand yeah. <laughs> or and then he has a bunch of arm muscles so you know because she's strong and she's flexible now here's why though because you know
0: we ask that question on the Colleen and Bradley show when cele- when X's comment why what's the reasoning behind this why well why it's because uh, they are um, premiering almost a year at the 2021 Tribeca Film Sp- Festival what is that that is the movie That uh, features Emilia Vitolo Junior. That she directed.
1: Oh well, there you go.
0: So that is why we're they're still interacting, even though their publicationship is over. They're still interacting because they've got this film project that they're doing some loose promotion around. I'll
1: just wrap that up in a neat little package. There it is. There it is. Do
0: a little backbend and uh, have a great day. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need to enact a D-bag double down because we are going to have an eye-roll worthy conversation about thirsty celebrities. Mainly Megan Fox. And yes, also, Brian Austin Green and Sharna Burgess. This is the gift that keeps on giving. We'll, t- we'll give that gift to you after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is not with us. He's on vacation. Holly and I are here with you hanging out. And uh, we had a little uh, D bag overflow into this uh, segment. We got a D bag double down.
1: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. <laughs> Who is it? It's Megan Fox. Da da da, da. <laughs> Megan Fox being thirsty over on Instagram. Okay, I just ooh, with I, an updated headline. Ooh, see. Oh, that, oh now, sorry. I got way too excited about that. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's like we're wrapping up this hour of the Colleen and Bradley show with a story that brings it all together. That it brings it all together. It's all the like, this we've is like it. About. This is
0: everything all
1: wrapped into one. We have reached the mountaintop. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you're only halfway up the mountain all the time. It's true. Okay. All right. So the story went... That Brian Austin Green posted a picture of himself and his girlfriend, Sharna Burgess, on Instagram yesterday. This is a normal thing.
0: Uh, He's been doing this lately.
1: Yes, because he's, this is a publication. Brian Austin Green Fully. and Sharna Burgess, they're using their relationship in service of their publicity and attention. Well, Brian Austin I Green... I do just want to say, yeah. I find them to be a very attractive couple. Thank you. Yeah, not bad to look at. Yeah, they're easy on the eyes. Yeah, easy on the eyes. So Brian Austin Green posted a picture picture of the two of them kissing and then captioned it with the following... It's been a really long time since I've been with someone I can truly share life with. Oh, sick burn. Ooh, okay. Oof. Ooh. Oh. No. What is,
0: I mean, so why are you feeling so hot, Colleen? Because that is like the most, that, that is, that could not be more Minnesotan. Brian Austin Green, check your driver's license. Are you a native Minnesotan? That is the best we'll give passive you- aggressive
1: burn Ever. Right. We'll give you a key to our city <laughs> yes. in Minnesota for that we'll, one. We'll find you one.
0: Yes, we will. Um, it's been a really long time since I've had someone I can truly share life with, says the newly divorced man. He's <laughs> not even divorced.
1: That's, That's right. So, they're still together. Let's remember that Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green are one of those celebrity couples like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, like Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and Maria, Maria Shriver. Shriver. They are still legally married. Mm. So that comment, Burn. Colleen, <laughs> made, made you hot. Ooh, it because it was, a little. It changed a little bit. Because it was really passive aggressive towards his previous relationship with his wife, Megan Fox. Well, Megan Fox felt the heat. Yeah. And, and
0: she didn't get out of the kitchen.
1: <laughs> and she didn't. And then she decided to comment on Brian Austin Green's Instagram account. Oh, She commented... Grateful for Sharna with a heart emoji. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was on purpose. That was on purpose. That was an I see you. Mm -hmm. I know what's happening. Now, you could read that as more passive aggressiveness. Or you could read that as she is genuinely grateful for Sharna because then Brian Austin Green is occupied. Right. So so he can get off her back and so that she can continue making out and licking Machine Gun Kelly's tongue. Right. Without any interference. What is your read, Colleen? I ask you for your hard-hitting analysis.
0: Uh, Well, here's the problem. I know how the story ends. And so I know... I know that I believe that that was a dagger. That was like a shot fired in return. And you know
1: that Mm -hmm. because... She deleted the comment. She deleted the comment. So that's the update on the story, was that it was still standing this morning, that comment from Megan Fox on Brian Austin Green's Instagram account, but now she has since deleted it. That was so so obvious. (laughs) It is so obvious. These
0: two cannot each other or do they just love each other that much listen i watch turkish romantic comedies oh okay and this is a popular (laughs) trope in turkish rom-coms tell us more. where it's like the couple that was like the super coupley couple and listen it this isn't just in turkish rom-coms you'll see this trope all over the couple that was super coupley like they were compatible but also kind of polar opposites but they built like a lovely life together and a beautiful love together but then something happens and they break up and they spend the entire time that they're in other relationships trying to make the other ones jealous but that is that is from a place of passion and not of hatred
1: mm. so i'm you're just saying, saying this is passion i don't know hatred. what it is
0: but i just think these two cannot leave each other alone and that is a sign of something sure what that is question
1: mark. Partial publationship attention-seeking yes. behavior. Partial, probably rooted in genuine, I can't stand this person. Right. I'm going to be passive-aggressive about my feelings, about my still husband, but also I'm a celebrity, so I'm going to make all of this public. Right.
0: Good assessment, Holly. Woo. Banner job. Mm-hmm. I do love, I do love, though, that she deleted the comment because that to me is the thing that actually solidifies what she meant by it. Oh, yeah. Because that what that was was an impulsive decision that was made probably on the toilet. Oh, or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. probably as she's scrolling through. And My question would be. Why is she still following him if this creates this kind of torture in her life? Right. Do you see what I mean? Like that, there's a choice to be made there, too. If you are going to move on with another relationship like she is because she's licking machine gun Kelly's tongue on the red carpet and grabbing his crotch with her dagger nails, if you're going to do that then you got to you have to create boundaries of how you're going to allow your former relationship to influence you, right? And and there you know the the simple thing to do would be to not is to no longer follow him.
1: Right. Or maybe she doesn't follow him. And his profile is public. And she was and alerted And somebody to was it. like, oh, Ooh, okay. Oh, but that is living rent-free in her brain. Oh, but here's the thing, Colleen. Here, yeah. here are the receipts. She is following nobody on Instagram. So that was somebody telling Megan Fox oh. that Brian Austin Green made a shady comment about her. She was on the toilet or doing something. Yep. And then impulsively decided to make a comment. And here's the thing is
0: like deleting it does nothing. It takes it away so that like the average person can't go hunt it down. But comments by celebs sees everything. Yeah. And so they screenshot that and that becomes the story. Right, so whether she regrets it or not, deleting it will do nothing. No, the damage is done; it's out there. Now, that said, I don't think he's completely innocent in this because that was a pretty shady thing to say. Oh yeah, he in the he first was place, attention. he knew exactly. But yeah. see, that's my thing: is that the two, these two are gonna these two are spending so much time needling each other from their pers- their own personal relationships, like j- you know, throwing barbs at each other. If I'm their new like, love interest, I'm thinking something's unfinished there. Mm-hmm. Figure that out.
1: Well, you're thinking just like a... I'm a, thinking a, like a human. A human,
0: yeah. And not like a ship.
1: Exactly. Well... But I, we all see it. Yeah, we so
0: all see it. I
1: always see it. Now, I want to keep on the ship tip. Now, this they they are not D-bags for doing this, so we've moved on from the D-bag double-down segment, oh, okay. but we're still in ship territory. I want to... Colleen, I want to give you and Bradley... And myself, a little pat on the back. Oh, fun! Yay,
0: we loved. Yay. We love to congratulate
1: ourselves. What did we do? Because we called it. People's latest cover is the exclusive details mm-hmm. of Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton's country wedding. They have turned around the cover. Already, they got married over the weekend, mm-hmm. so surrounded by close friends and family, the singers say, "I do at a backyard chapel in his Oklahoma ranch. Blake wanted the day to be perfect for Gwen." Just stick with t Cobra bro, I- because this is, this is the way that ships run. Okay, right? so here's the thing. Now, I'm going to
0: actually, oh, shoot, we don't have a whole lot of time. I just want to remind you of the day that she was walking around with that ring on her finger that happened a week or two before the actual wedding. Mm-hmm. That was all on purpose. That was to get you talking about the wedding, to create more currency when they actually did get married and they put it on the cover of People as an exclusive thank you, bye. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, Holly's going to present us with a wedding scenario and we're going to judge whether it is a rude thing or a kind thing that the bride is doing. We'll do that after this on My Talk 107.1.